What's up, Barbecue Fam? Back at it again. I told you guys I would do more podcasts and, uh, of course, more YouTube stuff is uh, in the works right now. Just got to do a few edits. But uh, today I have a very, very special guest, Russell Savage, otherwise known as Pico de Gringo on Instagram. Uh, the way that I met uh, Russell was back in Austin with Terry Blacks, and he has a very similar story um, when it comes to uh, with Joe. Uh, coming from California. And uh, Russell, great to have you on the show, man. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. It's my <laughs> first ever podcast, so we'll see how this goes. Oh, man, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll have more to come for sure. And uh, definitely, I'm excited to do some more YouTube stuff with you as well. Uh, we just ate at Loro. Oh, that was good. Fabulous very food. Very good meal. Very good cocktails, very good food. Uh, I, the only thing I wish I, I could we could have gotten was the Bevettes. That's right. No steak on the menu today, but man, it was killer food, and the ambiance is phenomenal there. Delicious. It re- very much reminded me of the Laura in, in uh, Austin, and uh, Russell has a very similar story with Joe, uh, like I said, uh, but Russell, tell us your story. How did you get into food? Yeah, so I've always been into food growing up. Uh, I had this best friend growing up in like kindergarten, and I'd always go to his house and his mom would have the most amazing garden out there. And when I'd go to his house, that was like the first thing I ever uh, talked about. I was like, what's in the garden? What can we pick right now? What can we eat? I'd love to smell things. I'd love to touch the different things. And uh, I've just always been into food. And my parents exposed, sorry, my parents exposed me to a lot of different foods growing up. So kind of broadened my palate and I'm just in love with every aspect of it. That's super cool. Uh, you were, uh, we were talking a little bit at Loro. You were saying how... You went to, is it Johnson & Wales? Johnson & Wales University, yeah. Uh, which location was that again? The one I went to was in Denver. Uh, there were originally, well, originally there was more than four campuses, but uh, when I was there, there was just Denver, Miami, Charlotte, and Providence. But after COVID, they've shut a few of the campuses down. And I could be wrong. I think it's just the Providence location. But uh, it was great to go to college and learn to cook. Um, very unique college experience. It was a small college, so a wow. good uh, student-professor uh, uh Good, good relationship between the two. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. More of like a one-on-one, more of like a giant. Exactly. Everyone kind of knows class. you. You kind of know everyone, and it's a cool experience to wow. I to learn in that environment. I very much wish that uh, I could go back in time uh, when I was eighteen and be like, I need to go to culinary. Oh man! But uh, you know, after talk with you a little bit and talk to other people, especially Chef Mike at Loro, uh, there's two ways to do it. Mm-hmm. You can go to culinary, or you could just put your nose to the grindstone and just work your tail off. Absolutely, in the kitchen. Yeah, there's so much to learn in the field that they don't teach you in culinary school. They kind of just teach you, you know, the the mother sauces and the the knife cuts and stuff. But really, you learn a lot, or you I would say you learn the most by being in the field and just getting that exposure and that volume. Wow. So, what got you from doing? Like upscale, fine dining to then uh, to barbecue. Like what What was your experiences? Like what restaurants did you work at? Was so I worked at uh, numerous different restaurants in California and Denver where I went to college, uh, in Chicago, in L.A. Um, but I kind of got burnt out of the traditional cooking method and I wanted to learn something new but still, you know, within the realm of food, of course. Right. And a barbecue just... Came, I guess, you know, sparked my interest. I knew nothing about it. I didn't know how to build a fire. I didn't know anything about that. But 
I wanted to kind of start from ground zero back with something that I loved and uh, Texas barbecue just seemed to fit with uh, what I like to do. So, And if it, correct me if I'm wrong, it was Max or otherwise known as Texacana barbecue uh, that kind of opened that door for you. Yeah, you exactly. So uh, I would go on YouTube and type up like how to cook a brisket, how to smoke pork ribs. And uh, of course, Aaron Franklin's videos would come up and Max was in one of them, and uh, he actually uh, linked his social media account, or maybe he spoke of them in his video. And I'm like, hey, let me just reach out to this guy, see if he can contact me about you know anything barbecue related. I just want to learn everything I can. And uh, he ended up calling me back. I had shot him a message on Instagram, and uh, he was the one that told me about an opening at Terry Black's. And I'm like, hey, this is my uh, my time. This is my chance to like try to learn barbecue. And uh, yeah. Ended up happening there. That was my first exposure. Is tons of volume, and I couldn't have asked for anything different. Oh man, I when I think back, uh, I've really, really missed cooking with you. Uh, just because, like, we both had the same mindset. We're mm-hmm. very, very attentive to detail. We, you know, we play that five yeah. below, five above. We were always just on each other's ass, always on each other's ass about temperatures and like, all right, who can keep it closer? Who can keep it closer? Like, it's just a game at this point. How close can we get it? How dialed in can we get it? Absolutely. And just trying to get that, especially that touch. Like, I remember you coming up to me one day, uh, I think it was like beef ribs, where you you felt them and you're like, oh my God, Drew's going to be pissed because these are over. And then (laughs) I remember coming up. I think you did you did an opening shift and I came in at three o'clock or something like that and I felt them and I was like, dude, they're just fine. Like what's Oh <laughs> man, that, that. but uh just that kind of how we held each other accountable. Absolutely. Which is something that I very much love and I feel like that I if you weren't there, I don't know if I would have learned as much. Man, likewise, uh we held each other to a very high standard and uh it's just so important to surround yourself with people who empower you and make you better and really keep you on your toes. And it just makes everything better in that sense. Uh, and uh, I would say that our, our passion for not just food, but for barbecue in general is extremely high. Mm-hmm. Uh, more to say for a lot of people, uh, I would have to, if I could compare it, uh, Joe Yim, uh, huge passion for barbecue. Man, yeah, that guy uh, is, uh, I could do a whole episode on just Joe himself. Uh, with how much he's taught me and just how passionate and uh, his, he's just so, uh, yeah, just so passionate about it. And the way he teaches it is much more intuitive and less about like a specific recipe. Yeah. Um, it it kind of helps that he has that teaching background. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. His note taking when I, when I thought I knew how to do this. Our stuff looked like chicken scratch compared to him. Oh that my funny. God. Yeah. You know, and uh, that, Right there, it just kind of made me be like, wow, okay, uh, this is how I need to take notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you went from Terry Black's to Tejas Barbecue, mm-hmm. which I love Tejas Barbecue. Scott Moore is doing phenomenal. That guy has got to be one of the funniest people in all of barbecue. He brings non-living things to life. Uh, for example, like the pit Ethel. Uh, <laughs> he has a whole story about her and... There's like a, a crooked table in the kitchen that he brings to life. He's just such a character. What a great uh, personality in barbecue. 
So what's really cool with Tejas is it's so I kept saying barbecue and chocolate, but it's chocolate, chocolate and barbecue. barbecue. Yeah. So how did the you you know a little bit more about it than I yeah. do? How did the how did they start out? So what it was more of a chocolate deal or yeah. So they, before I get into that, I was actually mostly just smoking the burgers there at the burger joint. I was also helping with the pop ups and kind of wherever they needed help. I was kind of at uh, oh okay, but uh, from my understanding, uh, they started as just doing chocolate and. They would sell it at the farmer's market in Tomball right across from the restaurant. And uh, they enjoyed doing it, but I, you know, they wanted to do more. They wanted to make more money and they introduced barbecue to it. And uh, little did they know they were, you know, some of the best barbecue cooks out there. God, it's such a unique place. Uh, they, they're very, uh, they come up with just eclectic stuff on the menu and they incorporate the chocolate into other aspects. And it's just a great little ambiance. And it's like you're in someone's house eating. So. Yeah, I, I I loved it there. I did a little YouTube video there. Uh, Carly was with me, and we went down there for my birthday. And I remember telling Scott, "Okay, I gotta come here on a Thursday uh, to get the pastrami beef for it because I feel like that would be amazing to have." Yeah, uh, <laughs> those are pretty spectacular. Uh, and I I mean I have to say the chili rellano sausage is still probably my most favorite sausage there is. It's also pretty spectacular, and I just saw recently on an Instagram post that I think they're going to be doing a burrito with it. So a burrito, yeah. So any anything you can get that sausage into is going to be pretty spectacular. So uh, I'm looking forward to trying new, you know, new creations that they come up with in that kitchen because they're always coming up with new stuff. They're actually cooking pretty seasonally, and it's really cool. Yeah, very very good uh, atmosphere there. Wow. So. It, it what was what I really love was the hospitality that Scott had um when i told him I, hey could i have a little tour uh got to check out the little chocolate factory in the yeah. back um the ladies that were making chocolate back there was were describing the process a little mm -hmm. bit where they get the cocoa supplied from and all yeah. that stuff super super cool i i can't wait to go back there again and um I mean, there's so much barbecue out there now i you know oh, there's so it's much hard to compare stuff. it's a uh... Everyone's doing so many things so well. Um, I'm so happy to see it. It's It keeps everyone on their toes, just like, you know, being around empowering people. Just being around empowering barbecue places also just keeps you uh, striving to be better. And like you just said, there's so much good stuff out there. I can't wait to explore more of it. But uh, So what's yeah. super cool, uh, I saw an article in the Houston uh, Tribune, I believe, where they were saying how chefs are starting to influence the world of barbecue, mm. uh, bringing more of an upscale vibe to it, adding totally different flavors to barbecue. Mm -hmm. um, in a sense, you're seeing a lot more like chimichurris being paired with uh, with beef, so like mm -hmm. with brisket or um, uh, koi barbecue, kind yeah. of doing that Vietnamese, mm -hmm. like Central Texas style twist to it. Uh, again, Loro kind of putting the, the Uchi with Aaron Franklin, or I'm sorry, Tyson Cole Uchi with mm -hmm. Aaron Franklin. Um, it, it, the only way I feel like the way, the only way that barbecue, the way that it's going, it can only go up. It can yeah, only get I mean, better. There's so many things that have yet to be smoked. But uh, I talked, I think it was with Joe Yim that we talked about this, that uh, just, you know, smoking something isn't necessarily going to make it better, but right. it's cool to keep that door open and uh, pursue all the opportunities that you can smoke things. And um, 
I think what's what's begin well what's already happened is that we're finding out that other ethnicities the food lend themselves very well to like rich fatty smoky meats mm-hmm. um, just like koi in Houston does a phenomenal job of uh, pairing you know Southeast Asian with barbecue man their food's so good you guys should definitely check them out if you're in Houston oh, I got uh, and they were just in uh, Longview I think with uh, Sunbird. Sunbird barbecue. Oh yeah, Brian Bingham. Brian Bingham, Dude, another guy. Like I, I if yeah. I'm probably, I don't know if I'm mistaken or not. I think he has a culinary background as well. And I, do you? I don't know, know much about his background, uh, but man, his food looks good. Phenomenal. And, uh, the fact that he paired up with Don from Koi, man, they're just making magic happen. Uh, Daniel Vaughn just wrote a little article, or maybe it was just an Instagram post, saying that Panang Curry is his new favorite barbecue sauce, and <laughs> they make a great Panang Curry at Koi Barbecue. Um, it lends itself really well to the short rib that, uh, you know, goes on top of it. And it, it's just good stuff. Lots of fresh herbs to kind of contrast the, the fatty meat. It's, it's really good stuff. With the fresh herb, like we were talking about at Boro, yeah. um, it almost remind the freshness almost reminds me of like Thai food. How oh, everything's sure. super, super fresh. Yeah. Um, lots of mint and like cilantro and oh. Thai basil and man, that stuff is good on everything. Uh, uh, of course, you know, it's good on barbecue too. Yeah. So. I, I love the, uh, the bowl of all the pickled stuff that mm. they pickled in house, the cauliflower, the, yeah, that's uh, totally daikon. the daikon, man. That was one of my favorite things on the whole spread that we ate. We ordered probably seven or eight items, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. that pickled daikon, it was more on the sour side and less on the sweet side of what I've used or what I've been used to eating. Yeah. Um, and it was just a great refreshing little palate cleanser, I guess I'd call it. Yeah. Um, addictive stuff. Very uh, good. Very absolutely. good. It's great. You can find healthy things that are addictive like that. So absolutely. And, uh, it, it makes me excited, you know, especially if, uh, excited for the future, um, for what we could or what I could learn from and, um, you know, uh, sky's the limit, you know, the world's your oyster. Mm-hmm. The, the more that you learn, the, the, the more things that you expose yourself to, like the different styles of barbecue, the different cuts of meat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think lamb is going to be the one of the next big things, personally. Yeah. they. Uh, when I was training at Terry Black's in Austin, I had gone to Micklewait, um, which is a little food trailer, food truck. And they do like, I, I believe it's a smoked lamb shoulder, but it's absolutely phenomenal. And uh, I think any meat can be smoked. Yeah. Uh, if you do it right and... Maybe you have to brine it or maybe you have to, you know, lace it with other meats or more fat to, you know, preserve the texture. But I think uh, the sky's the limit, just like we talked about earlier. There's lots of things that can go in that smoker. Absolutely. Um, so right now you are at Hurtado Barbecue. Correct, yeah. Uh, you are now a manager there, which congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, how are things going there? Great, man. I feel like I have a lot of creative freedom there, which is important for me and... Uh, I'm surrounded by people that make me better. And I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, man, it's crazy how much he, you know, the line has grown over the last year or so line now is, you know, 300 feet long or so on a Friday or Saturday or Sunday. And people are just thrilled to have good barbecue in that area. So it's just brought life to Arlington from what I know. Uh, I, I would absolutely have to agree with you. I think, uh, Hurtado Barbecue in Arlington is like the first real like barbecue place other mm-hmm. than like Dickies or Spring Creek mm-hmm. or um, 
Like Goldie's is a little bit more outside of uh, Arlington. Um, I can't personally think of. I think you told me that there's a bodacious barbecue now. I think it's been there for a while. Honestly, I didn't know it was right by the Cowboy Stadium. Actually, I had no idea. See that that was that was one thing I I didn't even notice that at all. And um, the you know the the trays at Hurtado Barbecue you have been cutting there for a while look phenomenal. Oh, thank you, man. <laughs> um, definitely the 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 way that the product looks, the long lines. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a chemistry of things that. I mean, who wouldn't want to stop by Hurtado Barbecue and stand in line it's for been, an hour? It's been really fun. Um, I've learned a lot from Brandon, and I just love how he just keeps coming up with new things, and people are excited to try, and people are lining up for him. Uh, no rules, right? Chicken fried brisket and, and put it in a taco uh, just because you can, and people are going to love it, and people did love it, and uh, it was awesome. I got to put the, the savage sauce on that, too, which made me feel good. Tell, tell me a little bit more about the savage sauce. So it, it's uh, where did you get the idea from it? And cause, I mean, personally, it is seriously one of my favorite sauces. Oh, I'm, I've ever I'm had. flattered, flattered. <laughs> uh, I would say uh, there was a taqueria. There was actually a chain of taquerias back in Northern California where I'm from that had a very, very similar sauce, and I was just determined to you know find the recipe and to make it. But of course, you know they wouldn't give it up. That's their prized possession. So I spent, uh, I don't know, two or three years just trying to come up with different, you know, variations of it, trying to make it, trying to recreate it. And of course I didn't do it successfully, but I did learn a lot of things along the way. And, uh, like the first time I tried making it, I used, they told me it was vegan. So like they gave me a few hints. Uh, so I used vegan mayonnaise to do it and it was just a tra- it was horrible. It, <laughs> it didn't turn out well at all. I, I must have done like 50 or 60 different little variations and I'd always like write notes of it so I wouldn't, you know, repeat the same mistake. Right. Uh, and I finally got something pretty close to it. It's not the exact same, but uh, it's, uh, it's ba- for everyone that doesn't know, it's basically, it's a vegan hot sauce. It's creamy because of an emulsion and uh, it almost tastes like what Scott Moore at Tejas says, like a, a creamy Frito chip, a uh, creamy Frito chip, excuse me. So... Uh, <laughs> Great on uh, tacos, uh, let's see, you know, burritos, pizza, kind of a little bit ranchy, so it pairs well with pizza, which I know is, you know, pizza and ranch, not everyone agrees with, but uh, I think it's pretty tasty. To me, it's almost like French Red Hot, where I could put that shit on anything. Yeah, put that shit on everything. (laughs) Too bad that's already taken. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad. But uh, it's been fun. It's a it's a really fun sauce to make, and I think it's a pretty unique one. I, I haven't found too many other sauces like that on the market, other than you know where I got my inspiration from, which is just me trying to trying to make the same sauce that I had tasted. But uh, yeah, it's it's been fun to make, and it's been fun to see people uh, enjoy it. So yeah, that if I could, I've always tried to experiment with making barbecue sauces or like a you know a homemade like garlic aioli or something like that and i that's something that i feel like that i definitely need to work on but with someone like you like i know if i ever make a sauce i know you are very honest and you can just be straightforward and what you you can like critique me mm-hmm. on that and uh, that's that's something that i i uh, personally like you know because it's uh 
it definitely keeps me humble. I, I don't, I'm not like Chris Finch with the Finch barbecue sauce. That's, That's good. That is a delicious. great barbecue sauce. You guys check it out if you can, especially that, that habanero one is. Yeah, that sweet it'll, habanero. It'll put a little hair on your back. Oh, boy, that's uh, sweet up front, but a little bit of heat on the back end. Uh, you know, I always thought if I was to do my own concept, I would totally just be like, Chris, I'm going to use your sauce. It promotes you. It promote, you know, it works for me. That I mean, that would be something that I would like to do because I feel like uh, everybody within the barbecue community uh, definitely kind of lifts each other up to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, uh, what else is I going to bring up? Oh, so, uh, you're at Hurtado barbecue mm-hmm. now, um, you're managing there and, um, where do you, what are your, what are your ultimate goals at the end of the day? I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's a deep question right now. Putting me on the spot here. Uh, let's see. I don't know. I mean, I love having creative freedom with whatever job that I do. So, um, as long as I can keep having that creative freedom, I'll be happy. I'm not looking too far ahead right now. I just, you know, kind of day to day grind and uh, making everyone around me better and having them make me better and, and protecting, you know, the brand of Hurtado barbecue or wherever I'm at, uh, is my number one priority. And, um, who knows? They say, uh, your biggest, successes are unplanned and your biggest plans are unsuccessful. So who knows where I'll wow. be in five or 10 years. Uh, I really like it that. It may be uh, to- something totally different, but uh, I'm just here for the ride just, you know, day by day and, and not getting too far ahead of myself. So, so uh, now that you're in barbecue and we, you, like I've met um, other friends that you have in culinary, like Marcus and, uh, uh, I feel like there was somebody else. Hey, my roommate. Oh, your roommate. <laughs> uh, he's the. What does he do again? He is a. I know it's for Popeyes. A, he he runs, I believe, seven or eight or even nine different Popeyes uh, restaurants, which is really cool. Um, I love Popeyes. I'm a big Popeyes fan myself, so he's always bringing back chicken sandwiches and apple pies <laughs> and stuff, uh, which is dangerous, but also uh, very enjoyable at the same time. But. Uh, yeah, we went to college together, and uh, he's full of great culinary ideas, and wow. he has aspirations of opening up a, you know, a restaurant and even potentially a hospitality group. So it's just great to you know hang out with people like that that kind of share the same passion. So that's something uh, about the culinary world that I I really haven't. So I just learned about a stage. Mm-hmm. Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, stage. A stage. I think it's, I think it's spelled like stage. S T A G E. So I had no idea what that was, and that Laura they were like, uh, "Will you be interested in doing a stage?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, sure." Like, what is that? And they're like, "Like a trial run. Like we fill you out, you fill us mm-hmm. out. If you think it's a great fit, you know, and we think that you're a good fit, you know, mm-hmm. we can go from there." Um, so uh, you mentioned a hospitality company. So like, what is that exactly? Like, is that uh, like is a hospitality company something that like manages like a multitude of restaurants? Yeah, it's or... like almost like an umbrella that underneath it is maybe you know eight, ten, however many different restaurants, and they're all under the same hospitality group. And there could be a corporate chef that oversees everything, or each location might have an individual chef. So it just depends. But oh. uh, yeah, I think a stage is 
getting back on the stage thing, uh, it's almost like a working interview. So yeah, it's important to make a good impression on that stage because it's it's a place that you really want to work at. You know, you want to put your best foot forward and absolutely you have that one or two days um, to really show what you're made of and. That sets the tone for for you know your your future work. So uh, just uh, you know, with me just starting to work at Loro and learning who my boss is, uh, Chef Mike Perez, and just hearing his story on how he got into uh, Loro, where he said it it basically at the end of the day it took about a year mm-hmm. with like twelve different interviews. Yeah, that's crazy. A stage, and I was like whoa like that's nuts and mm-hmm. he was telling me he came from oregon and then he or well he did a uh, culinary school at the same school that you went to in miami mm-hmm. and then um he worked in or uh, did oregon and uh, these other places and um just being able to be under his wing and just his experiences like i can't i can't wait to learn more I can't wait to learn more about food and just uh, just grow ultimately for myself. But um, with uh, with barbecue, um, I think you and me, and I think you, uh, Joe Yim, talked about. Uh, there's a lot of barbecue places out there in Texas. A lot of people are doing the traditional style barbecue. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is going to separate yourself from everybody else? And Joe brought up sides. Mm-hmm. What is your thought on that? Man, sides are important. Uh, I prefer, you know, something lighter and something a little more acidic to kind of cut through the richness of the meat. I think, like, my favorite way that I've never eaten barbecue before. So this is, you know, hypothetical. Uh, having, like, a big pile of white rice with, you know, brisket, ribs, whatever kind of meat we're serving with, and then a bunch of pickled vegetables, and bringing up Joe again. I know we already talked about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he should be here. He should be part of this podcast. But, Absolutely. Uh, it's just a great – I just envision it being a great way to eat the meat because – or eat it all. Just a great experience because the meat juices and the fat kind of soak into the rice. So you're getting a bite of rice, a bite of meat, a bite of pickled veg, and it's just a little bit lighter. Um, yeah, I just think lighter – more refreshing sides are something that I would kind of aim towards if I were to ever open a barbecue restaurant, which I think is very unlikely, at least in Texas. Right. There's just yeah. too many, too many good restaurants here, too many good barbecue restaurants. Um, but if I were to, I would go for a, a lighter approach on the sides and maybe instead of the white bread, maybe do some rice or some like, I don't know, maybe uh, like a very light polenta without a lot of cream in it. Just something to, abs- whatever's good, like egg noodles. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with it. But, uh, <laughs> there, there's lots of good vessels for uh, harboring fatty smoked meats. So yeah. I would kind of try to pursue one of those routes. That kind of almost reminds me, almost like Indian cuisine. When I see like with Indian cuisine, they have like a big plate of rice and they're mm-hmm. just like taking their fingers and, and the naan. Oh, yeah. oh man, Indian food is my, my favorite food of all time. We could talk like, really? we do a whole podcast on just Indian food. Yeah, it's my favorite. Wow, I had no idea. Love I, it. I actually yeah. know a couple Indian Dude. places that we could go we to. We need to go. We need to go. <laughs> Dude, I, oh man. The amount of money I've spent in Indian restaurants is probably just through the roof. I just love it. I love the. I just love lots and lots of spices and uh, charring things and spicy things. And, uh, you know, traditionally it's eaten with one hand. And I think getting in touch with your primitive side, like eating Ethiopian food, for example, man, it's so fun to just eat with your hands. And, uh, 
yeah, it's just a great contrast of, you know, spicy and creamy and rich and acidic and, and all of that sort of stuff. And, uh, man, I'm just very passionate about Indian food. It's very delicious. I, I hope to see it in maybe, uh, I don't know, an Indian restaurant and a barbecue restaurant doing a little collab. And Whoa, that would be, that'd be pretty cool. I'd have to say Indian, with Indian cuisine, like chicken, like a curry chicken, mm-hmm. like, all, crazy all though, like, tur- all but man, there's like a million different curry chicken dishes. Yeah, yeah. there's like the tikka masala. You could do like a tikka chicken masala with, is with, awesome. the, with which is funny. That's England's national. I think I believe it's England's national dish. But you could totally do like I don't know. I feel like a, a tandoori oven is sort of a form of barbecue. Um, so maybe replacing the tandoori tandoori oven with a smoker or something. I don't know. The options are endless with with these things, which is why I'm so another reason I'm so drawn to food. With like a is it naan bread? Naan, yeah. Uh, and then there's roti. Uh, honestly, I'm not the an Indian food pro. I just really love eating it. Yeah, uh, and, and growing, pro, growing yeah. up in the Bay Area, there's tons and tons of great regional Indian food restaurants. There's South Indian. There's North Indian. There's. Uh, Chennai, which is a part of South India, where they do something called a dosa, which is like a giant crepe, and they fill it with different things, and it's just endless, endless is it almost like, uh, is it almost, I've never had that, is it almost like a papusa? Uh, no, it's more like a, like a really thin, it's a thin batter that they put on like a, almost like a crepe looking grill, yeah. and it gets kind of crispy, and it's made with a, uh, I believe it's made with like a fermented chickpea flour base. Okay. Or any type of like legume, um, and you know it's just delicious stuff. And I hope more people get to try that type of food around here because yeah. there aren't there aren't <laughs> so, too many there aren't too many Indian restaurants that I know of in the DFW. Um, there were a decent number of Pakistani places when I lived in Houston. They were unbelievable. Um, probably my favorite food, like we said, of all time. Like Indo Pak Thai, those yeah. those types of foods are. What I'm drawn to most, and oh, uh, I love I love going out and eating at those type of restaurants because they cook it so much better than I can. So oh, I, that's why I prefer like the hole in the wall restaurants. Oh, I, you have to. There's yeah. a there's a Thai place uh, called Texas Thai over in Arlington that is green curry chicken. Oh, like, totally bomb! Stick rice mango, like Ooh. spicy beef salad. Oh. T- I hope I'll to get like over, to take you there. I hope to get over to Goldie's to try uh, some of their southeastern specialties that are, like Newpon is is putting out. Yeah, so unique because they're doing such like classic Central Texas barbecue, and uh, they're also doing like sticky rice and mango and lop, which is like that meat salad, and they're doing sticky rice with it, which is just a match made in heaven. I mean, that's as good a food combination as anyone. Do you remember so. the sausage? Is it Lao sausage? Yeah, I think it's a, they have like red chilies in there and kefir lime leaf. I really want to try over there, you know, try out uh, some of those things over there. I think it'd be amazing. I just got to get, got to get a little bit of time off from work, which has been tough lately. It's just been so busy and all hands are on deck. So whenever, that. if there's ever a, you know, a little bit of downtime or a little time to, to break away. That's probably one of my first stops is trying some of those things. Absolutely. Uh, man, I hate to kind of cut this conversation short, but uh, I want to leave. Uh, I want to leave it where I know we're going to do another podcast. And I totally would love to Down just anytime. We got Mondays and Tuesdays it. off now. So Absolutely. We, we have, have lots same. of time to chat and, and 
curate ideas and stuff like that. So. Absolutely, and uh, maybe we can have uh, your roommate come on. That'd be or, awesome. You know, just just have fun with it. Absolutely, yeah, the chef uh, over at Laura. What's that? Uh, Mike Perez. Mike. I would totally. So we, I had to talk to him some more about it, but I would totally love for you and I to sit down with him in Laura as we had order some food, and yeah. have a couple of drinks, and uh, just kind of learn about a little bit more about his background and uh, where he's going from there and um, barbecue family. I hope that you guys really enjoy this podcast. Definitely more is to come and uh, I hope you really enjoyed it and uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you, Russell, so much. Brother, My pleasure. As always, take care, man. Can't wait to do it again. Bye, y'all.